hey there, mother lovers. This is Elena Turley, your host, and welcome to the Unboxable Podcast, a place for mothers who are seeking holistic health and maybe a new way to look at a few things. Please enjoy this episode. Hey, mother lovers. I am back again, this time with something a little bit different. I was actually recently interviewed by a gorgeous nutritionist based in North America named Gaylene Gomez. She runs Compass Nutrition and we talked all things depletion, what it is, what we can do about it, how you might see it showing up in your life. And I believe it was a really powerful conversation with some accessible, simple solutions. So please enjoy this chat with Gaylene. Yay. Thank you for having me. So good to see your face. So I want to kind of get you back in the groove of doing a little bit of an introduction of yourself. Who do you help? How do you help women live a healthy life? Certainly. So my name is Elena Turley. I live in Sydney, Australia, in an area called the Northern Beaches. And I have three kids and a dog and uh, I live with my one husband. And um, (laughs) I always like saying one husband just because it's a little bit like, Hmm, why is she saying that? One dog and the one husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one dog, one husband. Mm. And I essentially I help women because I'm a coach and I help mothers, mostly mothers and women. And I do that via in-person retreats with a membership and with one, one-to-one coaching. I'm also a martial arts instructor. And so I have a very holistic approach to health. And I generally meet women when they're feeling overextended, a little bit burnt out, craving moments for themselves, feeling like they need some inspiration for their health. And often they feel a little off. They know something's not quite right. Sometimes that's been there for quite a long time. So I just help them. And what I've found is a really great focus for me in my work lately is to focus on depletion. So just maternal depletion, but little secret, it happens to women everywhere, not only mothers. Um, Mothers can have it a little bit more intensely with breastfeeding and pregnancy, but it also can just go on for years and years and years with or without children. So the depletion key part is becoming my main work, is just helping women approach holistic health when they're feeling depleted. Today's episode is brought to you by The Soul Mama Academy. It is a safe space online for mothers only, and it is specifically there for women to access a community, a nurturing community that provides a gentle accountability and encourages you to walk step by step, small choice by small choice towards a holistic and healthy lifestyle. It just allows you to become more relaxed, have more fun and show up as the best mum possible. Visit www.soulmamaacademy.com, S-O-U-L-M-A-M-A-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Nice one, ladies. Yeah. Can you talk about depleted? Like when you say feeling depleted, go into that a little bit more. Like what does that actually look like? How do they know if this affects them? Absolutely. So I think particularly with mothers, there's a lot of airtime around postnatal depression that becomes, you know, mental health, postnatal mental health, and rightly so. Um, But what that does do sometimes is it can mask this particular thing I'm talking about, because sometimes we think if we're not postnatally depressed and, and practitioners can do this too, conventional medical practitioners, early health nurses are so 
vigilant for the mental health signs, they sometimes miss this other kind of gray area stuff that is also really damaging. So the signs of depletion are things like ongoing fatigue, um, waking up tired, maybe sometimes or maybe regularly or maybe all the time. It's kind of on a spectrum. And it's also things like brain fog, struggling to get to sleep or stay asleep. Um, in the in more extreme levels, it can lead to things like hair loss. You know, you can have some pretty big physical symptoms that tell you that something's not right. Another sign of it is like emotional mood swings, frustration, just a lack of balance in general, that being quick to rage is a big sign of depletion. And also having that sense that something could go wrong at any moment, that hypervigilance. So there's another aspect of this that I'm not an expert in, but that also touches on it, which is adrenal fatigue. So adrenal fatigue and depletion sometimes go hand in hand, if you've heard of that. And that's when you've just been stressed for too long and your yeah. body has stayed in that stress response. So that can also kind of cooperate, if you like, with depletion and start to, they can edge on each other. They can sort of um, amp each other up. So if you're depleted, you can get adrenal fatigue. And if you're adrenally fatigued, you can become depleted more yeah. easily. They, go, they kind of go together quite often. I can see how this relates, like you said, to moms but also just to all yeah. of us, right? Yes. When we're like, there's so much happening in life and stress and yes. all of the things. Um, and so if, for those of you watching, if you remember Elena's last session here with us was actually regarding the martial arts. And we also yes. in that video talked a lot about stress and stress yes. management. And so we need to start getting ahead of it though, right? So we think right. like, we're depleted, but we need to manage the stress, but we need to deal with the stress better before we're depleted so it has this right. cycle to it so share a little bit more about why this is so important that you're doing this work now um right. not only for yourself like a little bit of a maybe a shift a little bit in your business but also yeah. who you're helping and like what are you seeing why is this so important that now is a time to tackle this so it's kind of like if somebody really needs self-care and we keep saying to them, just look after yourself, just care for yourself, just, just do the self-care, but you don't have the capacity physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, like you're depleted, you're on the ground. How are you supposed to care for yourself? So what I've realized is that I was almost, I was treating the horse before the cart, you know? So, so asking people to manage stress when they're already stressed is kind of impossible. Like we can't do that very well. And I think it's a really common thing for us to do. You know, we look at a symptom like stress and we say, let's treat the stress. Let's manage the stress. Let's balance the stress. But that's actually not the root cause. And what I've noticed is that underneath a lot of the issues that I was addressing with women and mothers was this physical slash emotional slash psychological depletion. It's a whole system thing and they play into each other. So looking at one or the other just made people kind of jump from lily pad to lily pad. So although you've got to treat one thing at a time, I understand that. It also really helps to think of it in the context of a whole system. I can see so much so much similarities and even me speaking nutrition with a lot of my clients. So yeah. say for example, somebody wants to lose weight and we could yes. just say, sure, eat more healthy food. 
right? Like that could be a fix to the problem, but why are they eating unhealthy or why are they overweight? Is there emotional eating? Because then we need to deal with the thing that's causing the thing. And so, yeah, (laughs) the thing that's causing the thing is where we need to start shifting our I love that. That's a great title for a book. (laughs) As your book title. Um, I think with mothers, and I'll talk about mothers because that's my area Mm -hmm. of specialty. Um, When you have a pregnancy or you breastfeed or both, um, your body takes a huge hit. So you give all your best nutrients and all of your best of everything, really, your best, all your time, all your energy, all your thinking time, all your emotion. You, mm-hmm. you focus on the baby. And I think often when babies are born in our culture, in our Western culture, we focus on the baby too. Let me hold the baby. What does the baby need? Let's buy presents for the baby. Let's make the nursery for the baby. But the baby is nothing without the mother. And if the mother is not well, if the mother is depleted, doesn't matter how many nice things you buy the baby, the baby will not be getting the best care. So the focus on the baby is a bit problematic. Yes, of course, we must focus on our children and babies. That happens naturally. But we actually have forgotten a little bit how to care for mothers. So I think actually what I like to do is just put the focus back on basically for the first year or two, a baby and a mother are kind of like the same person still, Uh right? So everything the baby needs, they're most likely going to get from the mother or a mother like carer. Uh So it's really important. And I'm not discounting fathers at all. But this is my area of specialty. So I'll speak to mothers, right? So it's just a really interesting thing that we've sort of shifted away from that focus on maternal health, holistic maternal health. So Babies get checked a lot. Mothers get checked a little bit. Mothers often have to go back to work, certainly in America, before they're ready, often before they're physically or emotionally ready. Now, I understand they have to. There's no way around that. So how can we offset that with better care for mothers when they do have to go back to work before they're ready, when they do have to leave their babies with carers? How do we look after them? How do we make sure they're okay? Because if we don't, and this is what I'm seeing loads of, when women don't get the care that they need or are not able to take the time to care for themselves that they need in the very early stages of motherhood, that depletion stays and it can stay for 10 years or more after you have your baby. And that's a very serious situation. That's you know happening with 50% or more based on the research of women who have babies. And that's a big deal like half of half of our population is struggling to really just feel okay. And I think we have that, there's a lot of guilt and there's a lot of shame around not being okay. Now I know that's being normalized more, which is awesome, but it's still in there. We have this pretty intense inner dialogue that demands a lot of us. And when it does, it means that we are more likely to hide what we need and more likely to be ashamed that we need it. And that, that piece is really big in the depletion story. So let's kind of dig into that for women in general then, because when you start thinking about half of half of the population, why do you think more women, not to say that they're not standing up for this or recognizing it or acknowledging it, because that sounds like it's up to them to do so, but why do you think that it's not being addressed when so many women are so exhausted and depleted. Yeah. Yep. Why do you think we've gotten into this cycle and what do you think is going to get us out of it? I think we've lost our rituals. We've lost our cultural practices. Um, we used to have a lot of cultural practices that involved 
women sitting around in circles making stuff with our hands and talking and we've lost a lot of that we don't you know some women do like that idea of like the the knitting circles Mm -hmm. in rural areas you know those women have got something right there i think i did it recently i was in I i did some aboriginal weaving and we sat at a table for three hours and we wove and it was so beautiful and Aww. the way i felt afterwards was just amazing what did you make was, oh i made a um a wall art piece out of traditionally aboriginal woven raffia wow it's beautiful i really loved it and i'll do it again i absolutely loved it the and i think so itself was nice yeah and just doing stuff with our hands and taking the time to spend with other women it's a really big deal and that community that we, so, you know, you ask pretty much anyone who lives in the West who is not a part of a cultural community or a religious community, you say to them, what do you miss? They say connection and community. Like it is across the board, it is a human need to feel a sense of belonging. It's how we are, it's who we are. So we've kind of lost our practices around that a little bit. So what that means is that we have developed this kind of cult of the individual you know, and I'm not knocking it. It's had its place. All right. It's had its place in our culture, Australia and America, but there is a limit to how far we can go when we don't have that connection and that culturally built in connection points, you know? So a little bit of that is that means that when we have something going on for us, when we are feeling that shame or that guilt or our, we're not perfect enough, we're not good enough, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a big one for mums. I'm not a good enough mum. I'm not doing a good enough job. We're very hard on ourselves. And I think people in general are, it's not only mums. Yeah. And I think that comes from the fact that we don't have enough places to talk with other people and understand that this is universal, that this is a universal human experience to have such high expectations of ourselves. And we see things on social media and in the world of other people sharing their wonderful days, right? You don't see all the hard stuff, right? See all the shiny polished stuff. And so it's easy to, compare ourselves to other it's a vicious people. cycle right so the people yeah. on social media also don't want to show right the parts that we see as negative and yeah. i put it in inverted commas because crying and feeling shame and guilt and they were all part of the rich rich variability of how we are every day and every human experiences those things but for some reason we've kind of put that all to the side and say just show us you're happy don't show us anything else and that is not sustainable and so it turns in on itself and people feel shame and guilt and then they don't seek the help they need when they need it they don't talk about it and then it becomes worse and it embeds so there's a lot of I don't want to say myths, but there's like a lot of things that are kind of hidden in the background with this, right? When we start like peeling away the layers, there's a lot of, you know, it looks like everyone else is doing better than me, or it feels like I'm doing a worse job than other people, or I should be able to keep up with this new pace. And so when we go back to the topic of depletion, there's, you know, whether it's for a mom or just a woman in general, but we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to keep up with a huge amount yeah that look like we should be able to keep up with it so what are some 
benefits from actually doing the work you're talking about, like the type of conversations and the type of work you do with your clients. Yes. We try and get ahead of it, right? Right. We get try and get ahead of it before it gets bad. Hundred percent. For a little bit of that. So awareness and connection are two key pieces. All right. So once we become aware, and we are just by having this conversation, yeah. we are shining a light of awareness on these things, and we are then saying, it's okay everybody not only is it okay it's everybody all right so it's not only okay it's necessary this is part of who we are mm -hmm. so let's have compassion and kindness and let's be gentle with ourselves first and foremost when we can become aware of these thoughts and understand them as being the false limiting beliefs that they are okay then then we are able to say okay well there's a little piece of me now that's separate to that false limiting belief. There's a little piece of me now that is observing. So this is a Buddhist concept. It's a mindfulness concept. And it's just that if you have a piece of yourself that can watch the rest of yourself, then you don't have to fall all in. You don't have to go all in on that belief. You don't have to go, oh, I am a piece of crap. You know, you can go, oh, there's that part of me that thinks that. Yep. And that immediately gives you breathing space. So that awareness gives you space to think a little differently, to be a little kinder. And as soon as you start being kinder with yourself, it is easier to then be kinder with others and yeah. to connect with others. And the connection, that belonging and connection, that ability to go and be with other people is a huge healing thing to do when you're feeling depleted. It's about yeah. accepting and receiving help. And you can't accept and receive help if you're in that mindset that, oh, I'm just terrible and I'm no good. And, and why should I get any help with this? So the awareness in the first part of it. Yeah. First awareness and then accepting help, receiving help. And that can be challenging. It can be really confronting when you're not used to it. Okay. Yeah. So I know for a lot of new mothers, that's a big one as well. Like being able to accept when someone says, I'll do your washing up. No, 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 just leave it. You know, that's what we'll do because we think, oh, well, I should be able to do my own washing up. No, when you're sick or you're a new mother or, you know, something's going on for you, please allow somebody to help you. Allow that person. They will feel good. Mm -hmm. In the culture I come from, it's a blessing to help another person because it gives you, like you, you letting somebody else help you actually is a blessing for them mm -hmm. because they feel so good. They go, oh, I get to help this person. Think about when you help another person. How good yeah. does it feel? So when you let someone help you, you're doing them a favor. Remember that, okay? That's a big one. So letting people come in, letting okay. people step in and connect with you, that's a big one. And if you can't, just remember, it's good for them. Okay? <laughs> if you can't do it for yourself and you need to practice, yeah. that's your starting point, right? Do it for them. And then the other part of it is just to, to really rest and slow down. So a lot of what we do in our cultures is we go, 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 and we never stop. So my biggest trick for that is I actually schedule space on my calendar so I can never have back-to-back -back anything. There's always space in my calendar, mm -hmm. and that's very deliberate. It's so that I am not always on alert, and this is great for adrenal fatigue as well. You can't just say slow down. Well, it's like I can't. I've got too much to do. Okay, we'll make doing nothing one of your to-dos so make rest something you must do I wanna, That's a really yeah I have a comment in there because I yeah I feel like it's been such a badge of honor to have a jam-packed schedule to be able to multitask yes. to be able to tackle all of the things it's like I have such a busy week I'm absolutely swamped I'm all of this and I'm yeah. proud that I can do all the things yeah and 
I definitely have been guilty of that, but I also want to make sure that I personally am shifting away from that. It's like the more space I create in my life and on my schedule and, you know, just the more space I create, Mm. the whole spaciousness relieves a lot of stress. It relieves a lot of pressure it relieves a lot of like anxiety around having to do all the things. And I'm no longer in a place in my life where I want to do all of the things I want to have, you know, a whole day off to read a book in my, on my deck in the sun. I want to have that space. And so I just wanted to pop in with that thought that, that trying to do all the things and putting the pressure on ourselves to do all the things. I feel like something that we should also be able to release Yep. And sometimes we do all the things because we're trying to outrun our feelings. So when you're not used to having a feeling, you go, well, if I keep really, really busy, you know, and this is a, this is often, I see this often uh, in people who are recovering from some kind of trauma or grief or something big in their lives that they've just had enough of dealing with. Yeah. It's like, if I just keep, just keep busy, you'll be fine. It's that kind of thing. And I actually fundamentally disagree with that. I think that keeping busy when you have something going on, sure, keep a little bit busy to take breaks from it. I get that. You can't be in those things all the time. It can be too intense. But allow yourself a little bit of time to process big emotions because what happens when you don't is they are suppressed. And we know from traditional Chinese medicine that every illness comes from blocked energy and blocked emotion okay so trapped emotion which i think us westerners are really good at um is unhealthy okay so that's and traditional chinese medicine is about five thousand years older than conventional western medicine so i feel like we could probably learn something from it so i think if you can and i feel this in my body too if you can allow yourself to just have a little bit of a taste of your feelings and emotions every day you can slowly start to be a whole person Mm -hmm. who is allowed to have feelings both negative and positive and you get better at handling those feelings and that's really important so once you start to bring in the feelings once you start to rest then you can also look at and this is important and you may do these in a different order there's no set order is nutrition and the nutrition piece as you know is so key and that often we can be very depleted without realizing it in certain nutrients So there's a lot of specific nutrients that really help with postnatal depletion, which I've got a big list of in the PDF I'll give you. Oh, perfect. When I say postnatal, it can be, like I say, more than 10 years later. It doesn't mean just two weeks or a month later. It means for as long as you didn't have them. And that could be a really long time. So this can build up over a number of years and I wouldn't discount them even if you're five, 10 years down the track from your birth. It's still worth considering do I have enough of these in my diet? Do I have enough of these nutrients? Am I showing signs of depletion? Do I need to look at ways to help my brain and help my body to function better? Yeah. I love all of this because it gets us thinking about giving ourselves permission to create that space, Mm. right? When we're shifting from the busy and being burned out or having adrenal fatigue or having depletion. Yeah to not only recovering from that but don't let it happen again yes and so getting ahead of it in the sense of giving ourselves permission to create space right Mm. giving ourselves time to feel taking Mm. 15 minutes to sit down and journal or do a body check or close your eyes look outside 
take yeah. a couple of minutes to really check in with ourselves mm-hmm. is something that I think a lot of us don't do. Like there's mm-hmm. days where I sit at my computer for way too many hours in a row. 100%. Yep. And I walk away and I take a deep breath and yeah. think, why didn't I just take that two minutes to walk away and take a deep I know, breath right. I before know. that last meeting <laughs> that got me really stressed out? And it's so- really... That's right. And it's really important, I think, to be very kind and gentle with ourselves and allow a lot of time for these practices to develop. Yeah. It's not like you do it properly or then you give it up because you didn't do it properly. This is this is a lifelong practice of self-care we're talking about. Let's so talk about benefits of it then. Time. But yeah, once the we like, actually address it, let's run through some reasoning so why they should take this seriously. 100%. So, so generally what you find is when you're in depletion, you don't always know you're in it. Okay, so you might notice certain symptoms, maybe some of the things we're talking about here, a little bell is ringing for you. Maybe some of them, not all of them are things you've experienced. Sometimes they come and go. Maybe you're deep in it. Okay, it's like, you don't know where you are on it. So when you're in those positions, you know, you're not yourself, but you don't really know why or how. What I find is that once you start to address this, over time you begin to feel more like yourself you begin to feel more connected with the deeper meaning of your life and that purpose piece that part of you where you go okay i'm taking steps towards my most purposeful impactful life that's something again we all yearn and especially when you've had a baby you come into this place where your identity is challenged there's lots of things that challenge our identity in our life other things can also challenge your identity. So if your identity is challenged and you're feeling incredibly depleted, it can be really overwhelming and you can lose touch with the things that really give you joy and really give you a sense of how you can access that relaxation and that balance whenever you like. You can become very disconnected. So what I find is that when people address the fatigue or the depletion, they reconnect with what's deeply important for them. And that's powerful. That gives you a sense of peace. It gives you a sense that you can relax. You're not on this like driving mission to prove something because you go, you know what? I know what I'm here to do. I know who I am. And that gives you a sense of peace, relaxation, joy. It gives you greater access to joy and fun and connection with other people. And again, it starts to cycle through. Like we have lost a lot of we get very serious into our lives we get so serious yeah I love that you threw that in there because when we think when we when we feel that sense of overwhelm or like you say depletion or exhaustion we're not even thinking about wanting to have fun because we're too tired to even want to have fun so I love that you put that in there you know once we start creating the space and addressing this and prioritizing it yeah we can have more fun in our lives yeah and we get to show up so what I find is with mums, they want to show up as the best mum possible. Or with any woman who's at, you know, in a job, in a relationship, with your friends, with your family, just for yourself, you, you want to show up as best you can. You want to be present. And I know we talked about this in our last, that one of my big things is that with self-mastery and self-healing, we become present. Yeah. And when we become present, we can really be all of who we are and get the most out of every moment. And that's, I think, what we want. So, you know, pretty universally is we want to be present. We don't want to be caught up in the past or thinking about the future all the time. So it's a, it's a real practice of that. 
you know, that becoming present, becoming clear, becoming able to really enjoy what's in front of you. And yeah. that, that's actually a massive thing. Yeah. When you were talking about being present, I have a lot of women who will come to me saying, I want more energy so that I can actually yes. play with my kids yes. so that I can actually go to the park with them so that I can keep up with them so that I can yep. do the fun things with them so that I can yes. actually enjoy their childhood with them. And so yeah. when you're talking about being present, it's like emotionally, you yes. know, also as a parent to be able to, yeah. provide, but also go back to the fun, like enjoy yes. Absolutely. our life. Yeah. And you get your energy back in a big way when you start to do this work because you yeah. more sleep, more rest, less distracting and draining thoughts. Absolutely. Your energy comes back in with, with great force. Actually, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So for the women that are like, yeah, I need to tackle this. Like I need yes. to get a hold of myself and my depletion yes. and my exhaustion and my burnout, yes. and adrenal fatigue, and I'm ready yes. to start making some changes and shifts. Yes what do you actually recommend doing to get started? Look, I have to give credit. There's a book about this, especially the postnatal. It's just over here. It's called The Postnatal Depletion Cure by Dr. Right. Oscar Soralich. He's an Australian um, doctor. He had a, an article on Goop that had over a million reads. It was the biggest article for them that year that he wow. wrote it. And off the back of that, he wrote a book. So he has a protocol, which I think is amazing. So that's number one. That's if you want to read a book and go through it, you know, step by step, that's where you start. Yeah. The work that I do is a little bit more accessible because what I find is that when you're super depleted, it's very difficult to want to read a book and go through it step by step. I'm right? thinking the same thing. So yeah. What, yeah. So what I try to do is I try to amplify the message that he has and also break it down in a really simple way. I do that with, I have a membership. I also do one-to-one -one coaching. But there's plenty of resources on it and I can certainly offer some resources on where to begin. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll also give you a PDF just that breaks it down yeah, and gives you some perfect. overall general starting points. And then for more specifics, just get in touch with me. Yeah. Ask me some questions. You know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. And, and we'll a drop a link and... here with this video yeah. as well for yeah. sure so that you guys can reach out to Elena. If you were thinking of like one or two things that they could just – start doing to acknowledge Absolutely. it and become aware, what would you suggest? Yeah. The very first place to start, I believe, is to breathe. It's the most basic thing in the world, but start to tune into your breath. Start to become aware of what your body is telling you. So just moving from head to body is a really big piece of this. Starting to recognize that not all problems start or end in the brain. And we often, I think we, even saying that, I think, so start to notice, like, can you say, I feel, can you think about how you feel rather yeah. than always thinking about thoughts? Now, the brain is always going to think it's what it's meant to do. It's doing its job. Okay. So it's going to keep doing that. But if you can just bring in a little bit of awareness and drop into the body at any opportunity. So that means walking outside, getting in touch with nature, mm -hmm. doing really simple breath work and meditation. And by that, I mean, like, one minute meditations yeah. it doesn't have to be a 20 minute i can do five minutes in bed in the morning my five minute meditation in bed in the morning changes my whole day the next big easy easy place to start is hydration just sip your water all day long yeah sipping I that water all day long is a massive massive shift for a lot of people Okay, so and that then it helps with rest, then it helps with being present in the body. Every time you say take that sip of water, 
tune into the body. Every time you become a little stressed, tune into the breath. So just those really simple, I know it sounds so basic, but I will forever prompt people. Yeah. Like when you say do it, when, when you have a sip of water, think thoughts, right? Like tune in, pay attention because normally it's like, Oh yeah, grab this and go do the next thing. And yeah. Have a sip while we're at it. Right. And my favorite trick lately with the breath to just get you to really, to really help you drop into the body is when you breathe in, you say here. And when you breathe out, you say now. So with each breath in any given moment, when you start to feel a little bit overwhelmed, just breathe in here and breathe out now. And it brings you straight into the present moment. So that allows you to just understand. and And the third piece of that really is actually just understand what you can and can't control. That when you spend a lot of time fixated on the things you can't control, and when you have a young baby, that's a lot of things. Even when you have a primary school child, that's a lot of things. So really focus in on, okay, what can I change? I can't change the fact that my child is on the ground having a tantrum. I can't change the fact that my husband is at work 12 hours a day. I can't change the fact that I have to work to pay the rent. Those are things you've got to accept. You can't stress about them. The only way that change can happen is if you accept where you are at right now. Mm. Change can only flow from acceptance. And fighting your reality takes up a lot of energy and really contributes to the depletion. So the more that you can just come into that acceptance of your reality, and that can be challenging and quite a big piece in itself. But in the moment, okay, right now I can, okay, I'm in a really good room. I've got a roof over my head. I've got a, you know, quite cold, but nice, decent coffee in my hand. I'm talking to my lovely friend. You can bring in some gratitude. And what that does is just create peace. So accepting and surrendering, and I know that sounds, that's a pretty alien concept here, but surrendering actually gives you great power. So the ability to accept actually gives you the power to change things. It's the opposite of what we're taught, which is push, act, take action, do. No, actually there is more power in acceptance and then addressing what's right in front of us. Oh, I feel a little thirsty actually. I'm going to have a drink, you know, those sorts of things. So my big thing there is if you can really tune into accepting and surrendering, you save yourself a lot of energy fighting against your own reality. So that's kind of my little tricky bit. That's not in the PDF. And it's also what's going to get us from experiencing depletion again, right? So if we're already, you know, it breaks the cycle. Yeah. So not only getting back on track, but then staying on track and really looking at your future and setting yourself up for success to move forward with these little habits and routines and shifts and practices so that we can stay on top of it because like you said this isn't just postpartum this is ongoing this is women this is life this is you know the pressure and things that we put on ourselves can come from all different pieces of 100% and it's just that gentleness you know so if we can accept then hopefully we can also accept ourselves a little more deeply and and feel less hard on ourselves like we're just so tough on ourselves I think it's I love this thank you so much for coming and sharing these words of wisdom today I I think we could all hear a little bit more of this in our life so I really really appreciate it 
This podcast is produced independently and made just for you. So if you have enjoyed it, please do leave me a review and you can put in the review a request for a topic or even a nomination for a particular guest if you would like me to interview someone in particular. Thank you so much for your support. If you really love it, uh, you can also share it and subscribe to it and follow it. See you soon.